David and Saul were doing that thing before, right? Where there was like the mountain here. Like here's a mountain. Here's the mountain. This cup is the mountain. And then here's David and here's Saul. And they were doing one of these, you know, to go around it. And God made the Philistines come and attack so that Saul would have to go away. And that was how he protected David that time. Well, now, after Saul was fighting the Philistines, somebody told him, oh, David's in the wilderness of En Gedi. So he took 3,000 chosen men and went to seek David in front of the wild goat's rocks. That's what they called it, probably because some goats live there. Goats like to live in mountains, right? So mountain goats do anyway. That's why they call mountain goats, because they live in the mountains. So he came to the sheep folds, by the way, where there was a cave. So Saul went into this cave in order to find ancient alien artifacts. Mm. He went into the cave to go cave diving. He went into the cave to find Aladdin's magic lamp. He went into the cave to look at stalactites. He went into the cave and he came out a zombie. He went into the cave to take a poop. That one's true. I know. What's that it was to go to the bathroom? Well, it said to relieve himself. Mm-hmm. But probably that go was to take poop? a poop. Yeah. What? What? Well, they bathrooms yeah, they didn't have bathrooms like anywhere. <laughs> like they in like in their houses they probably had like chamber pots, but like they're out in the wilderness. Chamber you know, it's like if we're out camping. And there's nobody to use the bathroom, and you're like, oh, you have to go. And then sometimes they say, go behind that tree. Right? Well, I mean, what else are you going to do? It's what about I'm... one time I was just a soccer game? I, I do woods. remember that, yeah. <laughs> so I told you to go in the woods. And you helped. I had to hold your hands while you, like, lean backwards. <laughs> it's a little bit harder for girls to do that than boys, but Saul has to full-on squat here because he's taking a poop. Are you sure it's not? Dude, he's, like, sitting there, and David has time to sneak up behind him. Like, I'm pretty sure. Also, if he was just taking a pee, like, why would he bother to go into the cave? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you guys do. So I'm pretty sure. So the cave that he went into was a cave that David was hiding in. So David was hiding in that cave, and he's, like, further back. And Saul goes into the front part of the cave, and David's men are like, dude, David. They're like, the Lord has clearly given your enemy into your hand. So you can go ahead and, like, you know, kill him. So David came up, and he snuck up. He was real sneaky. He snuck up behind Saul. This sounds like something that I would do in a video game, where I was, like, a ninja, and then I would sneak up behind someone. Only David does not do what I would do in a video game, which is I would kill the person. Objective. Kill the person. David cuts off a piece of Saul's robe. Because he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this to kill the Lord's anointed. So he had so much respect for the Lord and for Saul as the Lord's anointed that he wouldn't do that, even though Saul's trying to kill him. Even though he knew that God anointed him to be the next king, David knew that God's own time would come. When God wanted Saul to be dead and David to be king, God would make that happen. It wasn't for David to do that. So David had persuaded his men not to attack and kill Saul. Jesus so, is going to be born. Like in this like story? In this story? Not for a long time. David lives a long time before no. Jesus is born. Jesus. Yeah, David lives a long time before Jesus is born. So afterward, after Saul left, David came out of the cave and he called out to Saul, My lord, the king! 
And Saul looked behind him, and David bowed down and paid homage, because he's still loyal to Saul as king. And David said, why do you listen to the words of men who say, behold, David seeks your harm? I think David says that because, I don't know, I, I think David must think that some people are telling Saul that. It's also a way for Saul to save face. Uh, that could be too. David saying, you know, maybe the only reason you're doing this is because people are out of fear. Maybe, maybe David really knows. Like, it's not like other people are whispering this in Saul's ear. It's that Saul's crazy. I'm jealous. sure there were people in court that just would agree with There are people that. currying favor with Saul, sure. Like the people who have been telling him where David is. Yeah. But he says, why do you listen to them? Behold, this day your eyes have seen how the Lord gave you into my hand in the cave. And some told me that I should kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not put out my hand against the Lord's anointed. See, I've got the corner of your robe in my hand. Actually, he says, see, my father. He calls Saul my father both as his king and, well, Saul was his father-in-law because David was married to Saul's daughter, Michael. He says, you can see by the fact that I did not kill you but cut off the corner of your robe, you know that I could have killed you and I didn't and that I, there's no wrong or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you. May the Lord judge between me and you and may he avenge me against you. So David's saying, I haven't wronged you, but you have wronged me. You keep trying to kill me. But I'm not going to do anything to take vengeance. There's a passage in the New Testament where God says, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And what that means is if we're like mad at somebody for doing something to us, we shouldn't try to get back at them. We should leave it with the Lord. If the Lord decides in his right time to punish that person for that, he will. If he has mercy on that person, he will. And whatever the Lord does is good. Whatever the Lord does, we can rejoice in. But if we try to take matters into our own hands, and we're sinning, and we're trying to make ourselves God. He says, my hand will not be against you. He actually quotes a proverb. He says, out of the wicked comes wickedness. Meaning, you're, he's saying, Saul, you're wicked. And wickedness will come from you. And wickedness will come upon you because of your wickedness. But I'm not going to be the one who, do, who does it. He says, may the Lord judge between me and you. So when David finished speaking these words... Saul says, is this your voice, my son, David? And he cried. And he said to David, you are more righteous than I, for you have repaid me good when I have repaid you evil. And you have declared this day how you've dealt well with me in order that you did not kill me. So he says, I know that you surely shall be king, that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hands. So swear to me that you will not kill my descendants and that you will not destroy my name. And David swore this to Saul. So Saul went home, and David and his men went to their stronghold. So Saul's not trying to kill him anymore, for now. <laughs> David did something that convinced Saul, even though you shouldn't have had to do anything to convince Saul. David's and never then, done anything to suggest to Saul that he is trying to kill him. And then he's trying to kill I think also David like shamed Saul. He, he laid the law on there, as he should have. He was calling Saul to repent. But that... Yeah. Uh, does Saul try to attack him again? Yeah, he will. <laughs> it's like what David said, out of the wicked comes wickedness. Saul also seemed to have some mental issues. Well, yeah, but they're a result of, we talked about it before, like that harmful spirit that would come from the Lord. Well, that was because Saul rejected the Lord and because he was so filled with you know, jealousy and anger at David, Saul let himself be ruled by his sinful emotions. Everybody has sinful emotions and temptations because we're sinners. But it's like uh, 
Except for it, God. Right. It's like what God said to Cain when Cain was angry and jealous at his brother. God said to Cain, sin is crouching at your door. Its desire is for you as it like to devour you, but you must rule over it. When we have sinful desires and emotions, when you get angry, when you get jealous, when you get frustrated, don't let your sinful emotions rule you. That's not who you are. You're baptized into Jesus Christ. Your sins are forgiven. Your sinful nature is dead. Don't let it control you. That'd be like if you were driving, one time a professor of mine described the sinful nature like this. He said, it's the backseat driver from hell. And he said, it's like you're driving down the road and you've got this jerk in the backseat of the car. And he keeps like trying to jump forward and grab the steering wheel and like steer you off the road. Okay? You need to beat that thing into submission. Okay? <laughs> That's what your sinful nature is. It's your enemy. When you feel those, when you feel unkind emotions, when you feel those bad emotions, right? They exist. They're real because you have a sinful nature and they want you to do bad things. You're being tempted. Don't give in to it. Remember who you are. You're a child of God. You're forgiven. You're forgiven.